Hey, this is Ed Luther, pastor of City Church in Australia. I hope that today's podcast really inspires you. Thank you so much for listening. I want to share with you on forgiveness this morning. That's quite a, a, a powerful uh, topic to share on. But I tell you what, folks, it takes faith yes. to forgive. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's got to take place in us to be able to overcome the challenges that we face in the world. And how often do we get angry and we get concerned about things? And it can start from a very young age. And so for us to grow, you know what the enemy does? He's got that remote control of our lives sometimes, you know, and he just goes back. He just presses the button, takes us back to a certain place, and he keeps repeating what so-and-so did to me and what so-and-so did to me. And he just plays that replay button, and you get sucked into it, and you become so angry and fed up, and, you know, you just think to yourself, well, it's it's not worth it anymore. You know, uh, there's no joy, there's no happiness, there's no peace. But we're going to look at some of these uh, areas where we can overcome the enemy, Simply because of uh, Jesus Christ shed blood on the cross of Calvary, we are liberated. Yes. And, to forget, and to get rid of unforgiveness will bring freedom. Yes. That's what the Word of God says. So, you know, God wants us to live a blessed life. Anybody doubt that? I don't think there should be anybody in here that would doubt that God wants for you to live a blessed life. And part of this blessed life is being able to be forgiven. In other words, you receive forgiveness. And as you receive forgiveness, you become a forgiver. You'll be able to impart to others what you've received from God. And unless we are able to receive forgiveness, it's going to be difficult for us to impart to others and become a forgiver. Let's just pray for a minute. Father, I thank you for your word this morning. Lord, it is so good to, re- to be reminded and to, to come into contact with you again. As, as we did in the prayer meeting this morning, there was a sense of uh, the, this environment, that uh, this platform that was being built up, believing in your grace and your mercy and your blessing to fall down upon us. Father, we recognize that we have positioned ourselves. And Lord, we are awaiting your blessing and your favor. So we pray against unforgiveness this morning. We pray against things like anger and, and, and Lord, uh, difficulties that we experience in life. Uh, we pray against uh, that ever taking a hold of us, but that we will be liberated and free to serve you in every day of our lives. And we thank you for that. And God's people said, amen. Amen. Let's just recognize some of the most difficult uh, things that uh, we find to do in life. Some of the hard things. Who who finds it easy just to apologize and say, I'm sorry? It's it's, it's a challenge for a lot of people. Some of us might just slip into there and say, you know, it's all cool. You know, yeah, you're forgiven. Uh, I'm sorry that I did this, or I'm sorry that I did. So apologizing is one of the challenges. To start over again. Do I have to? Do I really got to, have I got to go back to all of that and start over again? Or maybe you've missed the mark and you're thinking, no, I'm not, that's it. I'm giving up. I'm not starting again. So it's one of the difficult things in life to be unselfish. You know, this is mine. I'm not sharing any of this. It's all mine. You know, being, being, uh, be unselfish or to take advice. (laughs) We have a saying in Afrikaans, okay, Nalas. 
In other words, he knows everything. <laughs> he won't take any advice. <laughs> so to take advice can be one, and, and admit error can be another one. Face a sneer, think, and then act. Some of our brains you know, uh, slow and we act a little quicker. Uh, and so uh, consequently, we have that food in mouth thing and we find that, hey, maybe I shouldn't have said that. So we need to think about stuff before we really act. So uh, be charitable, keep trying, be considerate. And there's a number of them that we find can be very challenging in life. Um, the dictionary in regards to forgiveness says this, to stop blaming or being angry with someone for something they have done or not punish them for something. To stop blaming or being angry with, something for, with someone for something they have done or not punish them for something. The pardon of an offender. That's another thought. You pardon them and you treat them as though they are not guilty, even though they might have done something wrong. So that's what the dictionary says. There's a Hebrew translation that I have here. The various Hebrew words for forgiveness stress the idea of wiping out or blotting out a memory or the memory of, of the sin, covering or concealing the record of the sin, lifting up and removal of sin, passing by of sin, and pardoning on the basis of a substitute. So there's a number of Hebrew words I've got here. I won't bother to say them to you because I cannot pronounce them. Ron might uh, have me up against the wall afterwards if I pronounce them wrong. And there's a Greek meaning of the word forgiveness. It says release as from bondage, imprisonment, forgiveness, pardon of sins, the process of setting free or liberating, letting them go as if they had not been committed. So these are the meanings that we find either in the dictionary or the Hebrew or the Greek, and they're good meanings. But for us to be able to do that is another challenge. There needs to be uh, taking place within us the ability to forgive and forget. So how do we get to that point? And I believe that faith formations and the whole idea of faith formations, I believe, is that God is giving us an opportunity to build strength and power by his grace in our lives so that we are able to overcome the challenges of life. Faith formations is like a scaffolding around me. And God is giving me sections of the scaffold. And as I build to the extent of that section, that section I get more scaffolding in my life as the word of God becomes clearer and clearer to me. So for us to be able to overcome the difficulties of unforgiveness... We need God's scaffold building in our lives. We need the word of God to strengthen us. Man, it's not an easy thing to forgive somebody that hurts you. It is a difficult thing. And so we're not talking about something that is flippant. I believe that this could be the foundation for the release of many souls that are hearing this word this morning. Yeah. It can be a breakthrough. It can be a release. And what for unforgiveness does, if you would, it, it binds you, it ties you up. And if you can overcome unforgiveness and you're able to forgive, you are liberated. You are free, man. Nothing will hold you back because you've overcome a massive uh, obstacle in your life because of what Jesus Christ has done for us in 
the gospel, hallelujah, by giving his life for us. God's forgiveness. Only God can cover. Only God can remove or pardon and forgive sin. And the way that is done is on the basis of Jesus Christ's death on the cross and resurrection on the cross for us. It is only through the blood of Jesus that we have our sins forgiven. It is only through the blood of Jesus that we are set free and liberated from the bondage of sin. Accepting forgiveness is foundational to giving forgiveness. Let me just take you back a little, and I, I'm just going to stray for a moment here because this is a passage of Scripture that I think that everybody who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ really needs to get a hold of. And I'm um, just stray for a little, but one of the verses in Scripture here is one that I want to share. But when I read a little more this morning, I thought, no, no, no. Because, you know, often we can, uh, what's the word, digress, or we can become angry or our politicians we hate this one, we hate that one got no time for this one got no, listen to this, what Paul says to Timothy he says, Paul, uh, Timothy I exhort first of all that supplications, in other words you approach God's throne in a humble attitude, there's a humility about your request to God, I, I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men. It doesn't say for some men. Scripture says for all men, for kings, and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable, I like this, in the sight of God our Savior. If we pray for our leaders, if we remember them and honor them, and if we see God on their behalf, it's not about criticizing. We might, have, uh, we might have an anger or they might have done something wrong, but folks, this is what the word of God is saying, that we need to pray for them, that we need to commit them to God and allow God to do that. Don't worry. No, I don't think God wants us to do his job for him in, when it comes to, to punishments and stuff like that. Let God be God in those areas. Let's just be honors, honor, you know, ones who honor the word of God. The next scripture says that he desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and man. And it's the man Christ Jesus. You know, he gave his life as a ransom, and that's the scripture that is a part of my message this morning. He gave his life as a ransom for us all. You know, I, I like the thought of scripture when Jesus was taken into heaven. The scripture says now he's seated on the right hand of the Father. It's like <laughs> the Lord is chilling out now until all his enemies become his footstool. It's like I'm going to sit back and see all these guys that have been against me fall down by the wayside. As his enemies become his footstool, he's going to... So, he, you know, the thought this morning, I just thought, God's chilling out. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. Uh, Jesus, rather, is seated, seated at the right hand of the Father, just taking time out and waiting for his enemies to become his footstool. That's a cool thought. It is. Hallelujah. So, getting back to our message, and I need to keep an eye on the clock. 
Okay, God, you know, um, 1 Timothy 2, 2 and verse 6 says, He gave himself a ransom for us all to be testified in due time. Mark 10 and verse 45 says, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Servant heart, servanthood. Hebrews 10, 12 and verse 14, and that's the scripture that I, yeah, gave me that thought that Jesus is chilling out. It says, but this man, after it's like, you know, the, the writer to the Hebrews is talking about the old prophets and, and, and measuring Jesus up against him, so to speak, the difference that has taken place. He says, but this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, you know, the, in the Old Testament they made regular sacrifices, but Jesus came, he did it once forever, sat down at the right hand of God, and from that time, talking about his resurrection, he's waiting now till his enemies are made his footstool. For by one offering he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. You know, it's crucial, our, the foundation that we have to establish in us that is crucial to giving forgiveness is accepting forgiveness. Back in 1830, and this is nearly a couple of centuries ago, George Wilson was convicted of robbing the United States mail and was sentenced to be hanged. President Andrew Jackson issued a pardon for Wilson, but Wilson himself refused to accept it. The matter went to the Chief Justice Marshall, who concluded that Wilson would have to be executed. And the reason for that was even though a pardon is just a slip of paper, the value of that pardon is determined by the acceptance of the person to be pardoned. So this, he could have taken that pardon, and would have been set free. However, it was refused, so the, the, uh, the marshal wrote that uh, because of that refusal, George Wilson must be hanged. There is something powerful in receiving the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior. It saves us from a miserable and difficult life in many instances. And the reason for that is because when things go wrong, we don't know how to overcome. But we as children of God that have received Christ into our life has given us a pathway to success in life, to overcoming difficulties and challenges. And one of those things is what we're speaking about today in getting rid and understanding how important it is that we get rid of unforgiveness. Consequences is another point that I want to uh, open up to you. The consequences of not forgiving yourself. Self-punishment and condemnation is one of them. Self-punishment and condemnation. Why am I always down? Why am I always having struggles in life? You condemn yourself, you punish yourself, you do things that you would not normally do when you're in a happy mood. There's a cloud of uncertainty in your life. Uncertain about God's will. We are uncertain about God's love for us. We're not even sure of God's forgiveness. 
We're not even sure of God's acceptance of us. Does God really love me? Does he really care? Why am I going through all of this? But that's the doubt, the uncertainty that builds up in our lives. And it gets to a point where there's feelings of no self-worth. And that's a real challenge for many people today. I'm not worthy to be alive. Look at all the mistakes I've made and the things I've done. There's so many suicides in the world today. And I wonder if they understood God's forgiveness that regardless of what we've done or where we're at in life, that God still loves us. I mean, is there any better story than the prodigal son displaying God's love? The father ran to his son where he saw him afar off, regardless of what the son had done. He hugged him and he kissed him. And he put on the best party for him because he loved him. How much more will God do for us if we receive and accept his love? A lot of us today, it's about works and performance that we establish as our basis for forgiveness. The performance is a payback attitude. I'm going to get that person. Man, he deserves it. Oh, you should, the, the counsel we give people, yeah, go after him. Do it. Or go after her. They've done bad things to you. They've let you down. You know, it's like, if we have that, if our performance is about payback, if that exists in us, it's like a man who wins a car and continues to walk everywhere. He's won this beautiful car, but he still walks everywhere. He'll read the manual. He'll wash the car and clean it, but he still won't get in it and drive it. It's of no value to him sitting in his yard and doing nothing. But that's the sort of attitude that we will display if we lack forgiveness in our lives. It'll be of no use to us to, uh, you know, to, to get around in life with that bland attitude that doesn't promote and encourage and build others up. Another thought that I have here this morning is, Cultivating a, a forgiving spirit. Cultivating a forgiving spirit begins with accepting the forgiveness of God. Let me share with you a few scriptures. I've got a few here. Psalm 51 and verse 1. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness. According to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. And for those of us who know the history of David, he had committed adultery, murder, done lots of mean stuff. But here he is, crying out to God. He's accepting God's forgiveness. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your loving kindness. And the scripture is filled with the promises of God to those that have walked and done things that are not according to God's will in their lives. God still loves you. He never gives up on you. I mean, you need to understand and, and allow that to sink into our spirits this morning. Let's embrace the thought and the fact that God gave his life for us and he would do anything to see us because God's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And we have ourselves bound uh, by unforgiveness and the enemy pre keeps pressing that replay button. We need to chuck that uh, 
remote control, grab it off of Satan and throw it away or burn it or do whatever it is. But get to know this morning, right now, and you should even say that to yourself, that I am forgiven. I am loved. God cares for me. God loves me. And he wants for me to develop and become strong in him. Hebrews 9, 14 says, How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? He will cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. In... um, In Hebrews 10 and verse 22, it says, Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Um, 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for that. He is faithful and he is just to cleanse us, to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And one more, Colossians 2 and verse 13 and 14. And this is what it says. And you, being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he, that is, God has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all of your trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Jesus has taken care of all those issues in our lives. Set us free. Forgiveness is the cancellation of a debt. In New Testament times, if a man owed another man he would write out a debt certificate of all that was owed. Now, when that debt was paid in full, what the man would do is he would take this, uh, this uh, certificate and he would nail it up in a public place for all to know that he was free from that debt certificate. And I would encourage you this morning that you ought to take whatever debt you feel you have, not talking about just financial debts, but uh, any challenges that you might have in your life, nail it up on the wall this morning and say, God... There it is. You take care of that for me. In Jesus' name. Let him take care. And look, it's not, I'm not suggesting that it's just an easy exercise. But what I'm suggesting is that you open up your heart to God's word. Read the word of God. That's going to help you to build and establish strength in you. You know, we walk by faith and not by sight. It's not about what we see. When it comes to our relationship with God, it's about having faith in Him. Faith formations, getting our spirit built up and strengthened so that we are able to reach that point where we we say, God, there it is, and we can leave it there and not go and get it back again. Let God handle it for us. I love the fact that Jesus cares for me and he's going to take care of any issues that I have in life, be it family, be it financial, whatever it is. He is my guide and my direction. I don't have to look at others and be envious of them because I know that I'm on this journey where God's taking me from glory to glory to glory. I'm developing in my faith and I'm walking in faith with God. He's strengthening my inner being and my mental capacity is now relied upon God's word rather than what I see. 
because it's by faith that we walk today. I trust that you will be someone that is going to cultivate, and that's another point I want to share with you. Cultivating a forgiving spirit begins with embracing a forgiving father. Cultivating a forgiving spirit begins with embracing a forgiven father, a forgiving father, the prodigal son. The prodigal son, a forgiving father, embraced his son, kissed him, on, laid it out for him, blessed him. That's what God is for us. We've fallen astray. We've gone astray from time to time. But hey, you come back to him and he just embraces you. And he says, I love you and I care for you. If only we could accept that and understand that God's love for you goes beyond anything you've ever done. There's many a challenge in life, and I understand. You know, we, we do things, and we make mistakes and do things wrong. And, you know, we, we are filled with, uh, you know, information that is dragging us away from God. But God doesn't punish you for that. Look at the Apostle Paul, or Saul, prior to becoming the Apostle Paul. He persecuted the church. And Paul even writes about that when he, when he writes to Timothy. He says, look, I, 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 it was in ignorance that I did these things, but God forgave me. He didn't throw me away. All the stuff that he did against God. God forgave him and he understood that. But he turned around and he became Paul. And he started serving God and the church that we have today, the, the, the Pauline epistles in the Bible, is so much good information for us that helps us to become stronger in God. But we need to overcome the stigma of the past in our lives where we feel that, God, how can you ever forgive me for that? Hey, God will forgive you and has forgiven you. Casts it away. You don't have to go fishing back for it. It's thrown away. It's got nothing more to do with your life as you continue to serve God. Yes, if there are consequences of that that you're through, going through right now, but you just trust the Lord and work through that. God will set you free. Absolutely set you free. We've gone very quiet in here. I trust it's because you're taking it in. Hallelujah. You are forgiven by a father who loves you with an unlimited love, whose patience is inexhaustible, who knows you and your weaknesses and still loves you. A father who rejoices when you turn from your sin, whether it be one single act or a season of rebellion, he rejoices when you turn away from your sin to him. Romans chapter 8 verse 35 says this, and 38 and 39, it says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine or nakedness or peril or sword? For I am persuaded, Paul says, that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing that shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Hallelujah. You know, some people try to punish themselves for sin instead of standing on the forgiving, forgiven promises of God. 
How do you definitely, how do you uh, respond? Have you definitely accepted God's forgiveness? Or are you somebody who says things like this, I, I, I hope so. I can understand that. I hope so. You're still in that uh, area where you're developing some relationship. And so you say, I hope so. Uh, or I think he has, but I still feel bad. That's a common one. I think God has forgiven me, but I still feel bad. How about, I know God can, and I'm slowly accepting his forgiveness. I believe he may have, or I think he may have. Folks, okay at the very beginning, but when we come down the track in our relationship with God, I hope you're still not back there. I hope that we've developed an understanding of who God is in us and what his promises are for us. And we are able to say, I know that God has set me free. I am determined that it's the will of God that I should speak uh, good words. You know, it's God is pleased when we say things that are good and not nasty. Story of a young lady that I came across the story and she says she was two weeks old. She was two weeks old when her dad left her mom. And she'd grown up to be a young woman. And she didn't realize what was lacking for her life. A young man took interest in her, or became interested in her. And she had a, re a relationship with this young man for two years. And it was during that time that she realized that she missed her dad, not knowing what it was like, you know, having a dad and how perhaps he would have helped her to understand men more. But she just wanted love and she wanted caring. She even turned against her friends because they seemed to be so happy. They seemed to have it all together and, and she envied that and she got angry at them. And she couldn't forgive them. She couldn't even forgive her own family. And one Sunday morning, she ends up in church. And the preacher was talking about the prodigal son and about what he had done to his dad and his family and how that God had forgiven them. And that resonated with her, that message. And then, you know, just to cut it short a bit, she said, that was what really helped me and I started reading the word, going to church, and today she's a totally different person. I saw a picture of her, and she just looked like an ordinary, happy young lady. She wouldn't have been 25, maybe. But what an awesome testimony of God's grace. God pours out his grace, regardless of where you're at in life, and he wants to do that in your life today. Forgiveness is a gift from God. I cannot work up enough goodness to receive it. That's God's gift to me. It doesn't matter how much goodness I have. I'm not worthy of that grace of God. But God makes me worthy for what Jesus did on the cross for my life. He gave his life for me. He loved us so much. So, God's grace or God's forgiveness, this gift that God gives us, it's free. It's already paid for by Christ. And so we receive it by faith. John chapter 4 and verse 10, this is what Jesus said. 
Uh, if you knew the gift of God, this is what the woman at the well, when she was uh, offered water, when, uh, uh, when, when he asked for a drink, he says, if you knew the gift of God and who it says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Ephesians 2.8 says, for, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. Forgiveness is this precious gift that God has given us. Another point that I think is so important. Forgiveness, and you need to listen to this, it is a personal, internal process that takes place within me. It is the feeling of wellness, freedom, and acceptance. It's a new start for us. A new start, as I shared that story of this young lady. She received God's forgiveness, and now I'm sure she'd go about singing it as well with my soul. Things are back on track for me in this life of victory. It is freedom. It is acceptance. Ephesians 2 and verse 10 says, For we are his workmanship. We are created in Christ Jesus for bad works. What does it say? For good works. He's created us for good works, which God prepared beforehand. So there's good works that have been prepared for you so that you might walk in them. You might live in them. Good works becomes a part of who you are. You only want to be a blessing and you want to take care of others and see them being blessed. The forgiven, which is me and you, the forgiven, we become the forgiver. The receiver of God's forgiveness then becomes the releaser of God's grace and forgiveness. We impart to others. That's what he's created us for. The good works that he's created us for. We have established, I believe, it's important to understand this, that we establish the absoluteness of God's forgiveness toward all who ask. God will not refuse anyone that would come to him and ask forgiveness. He will forgive you. The forgiven person, as a result of that, can now dispense freely with the forgiveness needed for any situation and to any person. Friend, forgiveness is possible because it's God's free gift to you. You receive, you forgive, you release. You know, thinking about all of this, I think it's helped me to put my past into perspective. Into a proper perspective, realizing that injuries and injustices are just a part of life in many cases. And if I could understand that, then it gives me the ability, it helps me to be able to free and release others. Things happen in life. And it happened to all of us. As soon as we start promoting ourselves and saying we are better than you, you wait until something happens to you. What's your excuse, your excuse going to be then? 
So it happens to all of us, but we need to be ready to forgive. Wow, the time is gone. Ooh. Hallelujah. Let me share just a couple of little ones quickly. Forgiveness allows me to no longer hold on to grudges, resentments, hatred, self-pity, or the need to punish other people. I don't think you have the scripture on the overhead, but here's one for you. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 14 and 15. For if you forgive men their their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Wow. That's a sobering question there, you know, or statement. If I don't forgive, then forgiveness is not going to be released into my life from God. God wants us to forgive. We are his letter written here on earth for others to see. Our lives will help changing other people's attitude towards the things of God, towards heaven, towards grace, towards mercy. Whatever I do here, I am conscious of the fact that I'm being judged or looked at by other people by my actions rather than the words that I say. And many of us today, we walk a walk. And I wonder if you looked at that walk and you asked yourself, is this promoting the gospel? Am I living the way God wants me to live? I want to leave that challenge with you this morning. Are you forgiving the way God forgave you? Your understanding of God's forgiveness, and I believe that we've expressed enough to understand that yet God truly is the forgiver. Are we responding in kind to others that we live with, that we talk to? Are we displaying godly love towards them? Just run through a few circumstances that might hurt. There's disappointments. You know, we respond to disappointments by being angry and aggressive towards us. The inevitable outcome of not getting something you want or you were looking forward to or expecting. Some disappointments are minor, but others are major. But that's life. These things happen in life. But now we have the word of God that enables us and that cushions that effect that it could have on us if we had applied the word of God to our lives. Disappointment in not getting the job promotion you felt that you deserved. Passed over by a younger person or an older person. And, and, and you know, you just, it devastates you. Yes, that happens in life. But if faith formations is going to help us, then let's get a hold of the fact that God has given us the ability to overcome disappointments and to overcome this area of unforgiveness in our lives. Disappointments, yeah, it can happen in our marriages. Disappointed in your husband or disappointed in your wife. It's not the sort of dream that you had. Again, challenging. 
But God's word is there for you. If, if that's a reality in somebody's life that you know, or perhaps you're going through and you're having difficulty, come to the word of God to soften your heart and, and to revive that love that you once had for each other. So many times in the past, you know, I married a couple and six months later they knock on the door. I'm leaving him. How do you think that made me feel? Marrying them. And the same issue that we shared during our uh, time of uh, sharing together and counseling, because we do some counsel sessions and everything. The same issues that had come to my attention, I brought up in those counseling sessions, and they swore that that was no longer a part of who they were in their past relationships. They were new, but the very same thing six months later was the reason that she was walking away. Disappointments in their marriage. Rejection. That hurts deeply. Abandonment. Offenses, all these things. I'll just close with this statement. The heart of a forgiving person does not take on God's responsibilities in dealing with, with offenders. There's a great story about Joseph in the Bible and how he forgave and how God allowed him and how he filled his heart with God's purpose, and he forgave his brothers who sold him off. I don't know church, and for those of you watching online, I, I have no idea what the challenges you might have that you're going through. And this message has sort of struck a chord in your heart. And, uh, and you're questioning some things in your life. Let's not go on too long with the questions because the enemy can rewind that button for you and further dull and cloud your thinking. But right now, you have a sense in your heart that yes, I could have done things differently. And you that are watching online, I would encourage you right now, if that's where you're at and that's what you're thinking, why don't you just reach out in your heart and reach into your understanding of God's love right now and his compassion toward you. Place your hand on your heart and say, Lord, I've, I've done wrong by you. Not only have I done wrong by you, but I've done wrong by myself and by my friends or my family or whomever it is. And I want to put that thing right right now. Father, I want to set the record straight and ask for your forgiveness. I want you to be sincere about this because I believe that this could open up the release in your life that you've been craving, that you've been wanting. It'll set you free. You will know what freedom is really and truly like. Father, forgive me for what I've done. I thank you, Lord, that you open up a way for me to step through that unhealthy lifestyle that I've had, the things that I've done in the past, to step through that door into your grace and your merciful and tender love for me. And I thank you that right now you're pouring out your blessing and your favor upon me. Lord, from this moment on, I determine to live a blessed life 
in Jesus' name. If that was being your prayer, if you said that, I believe God's going to do some great and wonderful things in your life. Thank you so much for watching and for listening to me this morning. May God bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to the City Church Podcast. If you enjoyed this message or God worked through you in any way, then please take a moment to contact us through our website at city-church.net or email us your feedback at info at city-church.net.